Welcome to the Osteo Connection, the number one podcast for osteopaths looking to expand their minds and improve their practice. I'm Kevin Longpray. I'm Jason Turnbull. And I'm Dr. Sean Landry. And if you're new here, welcome. This show is dedicated to bridging the gap between your formal education and real-world practice success. Join us every week where we share our combined 50 years of practice experience, talk tips, strategies, and interview rock stars in the business. Welcome back, everyone. The OC. The OC. First time uh, where you can actually see us. Yes. Yes. I think it is. We finally figured it out after months of research, R&D. There's new technology out there, cameras (laughs) talking with audio that can make stuff happen online. Like we're a little bit behind. YouTube's amazing. (laughs) In all fairness, in all fairness, we did not study this in school. No. Right? Far from. Although my kids can do it, but... uh, (laughs) So true. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so Kev boy, forgot to wear green today, just so everyone's aware. Yeah, I didn't get the green memo. We sa- we just, uh, that's where we sandwiched, sandwiched you in. Mm. <laughs> yes. Or, yeah. or Kevin hogs the center. Yeah. Could be that. <laughs> One of two things. <laughs> it could be that. <laughs> it could be that. So if you're watching us on YouTube, this is our first, uh, this is one of our first episodes. Yeah. We've been saying for years that we wanted to get the Osteo Connection up on YouTube. And um, yeah. You know, so we never the, ever actually the cleanup we had to do of all the paraphernalia in here, <laughs> not be online. It's pretty good, huh? Yeah, yeah so it's okay. Pretty pictures of Jay's mom on the wall. You <laughs> down. Uh, yeah. It's like Samantha Fox from back in the day. <laughs> uh, sorry, I couldn't resist. Uh, <laughs> sorry, mom. So, sorry, mom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, let's compose. Yes, eventually uh, this is gonna. Eventually this will be live too. So we gotta be. Uh, yeah, we gotta be careful. This we can still do some I think editing. We should, but should speak. Who's editing? Should, Although we've honest, never we just got it on video. Yeah, no one's. Edited. If you're a longtime listener of the OC, the Osteo Connection, we have actually never edited a single episode. So it's true. Yeah. Although there was in one episode where we had to stop it because yes, of a laughing fit that <laughs> went on for several minutes. Yeah, um, we have since matured. We have matured. It was the backdoor episode. That was very funny. Oh, gosh, yes. By accident, yeah. So then we can do multiple camera angles here. Oh, so we're going to show you guys. Wow. Sean is our tech guru. Yeesh. Oh, oh who's the, who are those two guys? Yes, yes. This so, is uh, yeah. amazing. Let's go back to the pan out. waiting for this okay. time, buddy. Pan out. <laughs> um, so if you're watching on YouTube, yes, awesome. Thank you. Welcome. Welcome to the, the hopefully our new and growing audience. Yeah. Today, we are back in we're studio. Back. What do we got? Well, got for us. Number one, how you guys gonna, how are you guys doing? Amazing. Yeah. Great week. I had a great week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did. Awesome. I did as well. Yeah. It was a good nice. week. We got yeah. bombarded by snow. Yes. I got into a little uh, tiff with my neighbor. Yeah. yeah. I didn't yes. know. Snow makes people angry. Yes. Snow blower etiquette. <laughs> Except for <laughs> Actually, Santa I still got to clarify. Santa Claus loves it. but Yeah. I still have to clarify a few things. So yeah. um, I did a hockey rink in my backyard and uh, I recently. Very brave. Got a snow blower and. Um, yeah, I was using. I've been using this little in the backyard so because a lot it, of jokes for that. Yeah, and, no refrain. And anyways, I, I was uh, I was aiming the snow at my fence, but I have my trampoline leaned up against my fence, and uh, I'm kind of like ricochet. Yeah, there was a little bit of wind, and uh, it was blowing the snow up into the air. Anyways, I had a someone yell at me from. Uh, someone was yelling at me from. Uh, I didn't know where. Finally, 
finally I uh I turned off the snowblower and I see it was my neighbor and he was he said, John, what are you doing? I was like, <laughs> Oh sorry, is everything okay? Is 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 there snow blowing over there? He goes, There shouldn't be any snow blowing over here. So I kind of said, "Did you oh, Agus house?" Yeah, that's today. Tonight I'm going to Agus house. But <laughs> but yeah, he was very mad that uh, uh, snow. Anyways, yeah. I compiled myself. I stopped the snowblower. I looked, <laughs> I looked today at the snow and like, oh, there's no more than Mother Nature had already put there. But uh, yeah, some people. I said, so Joe, what are you really angry about? Seriously, you could tell. Speaking me. of it, <laughs> you could tell me. Answer, yeah. for you. Maybe we could have him on. Give him a call. We should. We should have him on. But um, yeah, we'll have him on the podcast later and uh, dive deep into whatever he's really mad about. But uh, I hadn't seen Joe in his backyard in five years, so I'm not sure what he's worried about the snow in his backyard. But uh, it will melt. Yeah. No, that, that was actually what he said. <laughs> it's not going to melt till May. <laughs> right. I'm like, I don't know Easy, about that. Buddy. But it's not Helsinki. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. So what do we got, Kev? Well, today we're going to dive into some intuition work. How to trust your intuition. How to more trust specifically. Yeah. So uh, like this, it. this is a topic we love talking about uh, here at the clinic uh, with uh, the newbies coming in and um, how to refine this and make it such that, you know, you can use this in your practice and to help you identify things with uh, patients and get more specific with the work we do with uh, clients. Uh, but more importantly, how can you apply this to in your business uh, in making better decisions and knowing exactly what's in alignment with your business to uh, have it be more successful and, and rewarding. So <clears throat> intuition. Yeah. So intuition. So I think uh, we could start by, you know, some of the main things for developing intuition. Number one is, so the trust factor of the title is, is the most important one because quite often what people do is they have this capacity to, uh, to get information, but they don't actually just trust that information coming in. So the reason being is because, you know, as human beings, we're putting this through this whole filter system that we have and, oh, this can't be true or, uh, oh, I can't really say that or, you know, uh, what are they going to, how are they going to interpret this? And so I can remember um, starting off and, and stuff like this happening with, with clients that would repeated information that would keep coming in for the same person and uh, then eventually it was just like, okay, well, <laughs> instead of saying, well, I keep hearing this information in my head that a uh, um, Maybe I should relay with voices you. in your head. You yeah. Know. So yeah. that that's a bit creepy. So what I did is I just started asking them questions that would kind of make them talk about it. And uh, and there you go. It was it was always bang on. So now how do you? So I guess more importantly is how, how do we develop this? Like what are some key things? Like I know both of you guys are uh, have that uh, same capacity. So you know, w what are some of the ways that we can um, refine this so that? We can access this more readily, uh, get more information out of it, and use it to our advantage when we're dealing with people and situations and, and in life in general. So I know, uh, Jay? Sure. What do you think? Well, I think it starts with spending time and, and uh, kind of working on yourself, right? So taking the time to reflect on things and, and, and really spending time just getting to know yourself better. So I, th I think that, uh, you know, when we first graduate from school, it's all about techniques. We're all trying to take the, the latest course to learn techniques, to learn techniques, to, to kind of treat people and in your office. I mean, obviously intuition can work just outside of your office as well, but it's really just taking the time to, to get to know 
who you are, you know, really feel yourself when you're in certain situations and get that feel of, of how you're feeling in different situations and then, and then learning from it, seeing how things happen, how they play out, reflect back on it. How did that, how did that feel based on how you felt? What was the outcome? Were you right? Were you not? Like, I think a lot of times it's, it's just that really taking the time to, to work on centering yourself. Almost like validate what you're getting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like listening to it. Like I remember early in my, in my profession too, I used to treat a husband and wife, they on paper look great, right? And they're in my office, obviously, Serial at different killers. times. Both of them are Exactly. Killing. How'd you know? Yeah. Wow. I just <laughs> Your figured. intuition. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, I had them. But it's it's weird. I, I mean, this is a long, long time ago. But, you know, things are coming up as I was treating them and, like, emotional stuff. And, you know, anyway, lots of, like, emotional stuff and vibration stuff we get with osteo right through your hands. You're feeling it. And, and I never really had the confidence to bring it up that, you know, I noticed that you're as much as you're stuck at T3, but the lung had all kinds of stuff. Anyway, I ended up finding out afterwards, after they stopped coming, that they got divorced. They both had a lot of stuff they were carrying around. They were both stuck around their heart and lung, like, but I never really knew how to broach that subject. That, ah, that, yeah. and, uh, and it was one of the turning points for me, learning myself, saying, i got to follow through on that. And it's not easy. You have to get comfortable with the questions to ask and how to open up that door. But it's very valuable. Like like you said, Kevin, we've said this for many episodes. You can't just always be in mechanic world. You really got to listen. And then usually it involves asking the right questions on how to, to dive deeper and, and kind of pull out extra details that are in their best interest of feeling better. So I think a lot of it is just taking the time on yourself, listening to your body, really getting an idea of how you feel in different situations, um, and, and taking the time to... You can only receive information when you're in a certain state. Mm -hmm. So it's taking the time to get into that state of what we like to think is the healing state, right? Where we're centered, we go into our office and we're centered and we, we put that, you know, barrier up between ourselves and the client and, and really perfecting that, getting used to being in that state every time with every single client that's in front of you. And then when you get used to doing so, the information that they have, um, is much more readily, readily available to you, I find Mm -hmm. I think I like that, Jay. I think what about it's a, you, Sean? Well, I think it's it's you're right. Communication happens uh, more than just verbally, more than just physically. Uh, so it's it's an awareness. It's being aware of again the energy. It's being aware of your yeah, your presence, how how connected and conscious you are. Um, it's being aware of the body language. Right, ninety three percent of communication is nonverbal, and. Uh, I think when you're present and you're centered, you have access to all of those things. So it's, you know, it's not just the field, it's not just the physical, it's not, you have access to all of them. And there's a, there's this, this, um, almost effortless communication that takes place between all of those planes. And that's when you're really, really receiving. So, um, and it takes time, right? So like, you know, you guys are going to get out of school and you're going to be stuck in the physical, right? Cause that's where you're at. And so, but hearing things like this, you know, that, that, uh, communication will happen on multiple planes and, and you'll start to see it, right. One day you'll be like, Oh, okay. You know, I saw it. Um, and you'll know, and you'll notice it. And some, something like Jay, you just described something like someone, you feeling it, you feeling the tension in their body, in their body language, in the communication that they're giving you. And then you realize that they go off on their separate journeys, right. And that the, that the relationship didn't work, but you, you, something you, was up, but you didn't really have the confidence yeah. at the time to ask it. Right? So next so, time you're faced with that, guess what? 
you'll be you'll be like, you'll pick up on it sooner. So I think it, I think it's that it's just an awareness, um, and it's gradual and it's going to take time to learn. Uh, yeah, and it's but just be open to it. Know that the communication skills improve over time. And, uh, you know, it starts with, like you say, your palpation skills, your listening skills, your active listening skills, and, and then intuition and the trust. I like that word trust. Cause you said that Kev before, uh, trusting, right? So yep. trusting is a big word. It's, uh, well, it's difficult too, because quite, quite often I, I, I really like a lot of things you guys brought up because it, it opens the door a little bit to, uh, helping, anyone listening to, to start to develop this. And they've probably noticed a lot of these things, right? So, because a lot of this is stepping out of the limited box that we were put in when we go to school, uh, of, of learning technique of, uh, respecting this order of treatment, which don't get me wrong is obviously important in terms of like looking at things and, and following a treatment plan and everything else. Gives you a framework, of course, a foundation, of course, that framework is part of a larger picture. Once you start seeing that there's a larger picture, and stepping out of that comfort zone to to go explore in that, that's where all the fun is. So for those of you that are going to work too, that are not really ha- feeling that sense of uh, fulfillment, it's quite often because we stay limited into this small box of, of evaluating in a certain way that we don't explore these other things that are so beneficial to the person's uh, well-being on a whole. So it's obviously, like you said, it's important to read the room, it's important to read the energy that's going on and where the person's at and what they can handle. That's the art of doing this that is so fun, is knowing when to intervene and how much uh, and watching that expand is so much fun, right? So I think uh, some of the things you guys uh, came up with here too, uh, I like the fact of, um, Jason, like when you are saying how to approach uh, the patient, right? Because quite often... One thing about uh, when you start tapping into the intuitive side of things, so it's just you'll, you'll, you'll often get information and we start to question it. So you have to understand that this information comes in, we start to pass it through all these filters of like, oh, well, that's not possible. It's got to be this. It makes more sense if it would be that because maybe you know the person or, or maybe you don't. Maybe you don't and you're just like, ah, oh, yeah, no, from maybe it now it would be a little bit easier to tell them this way and it must be mean this. But when you actually honor that and really go with your instinct of what you got first, your initial, initial thing. It's always that that's mm. right. It's like multiple choice back in the day. Always yeah. see. Yeah. You always got to go with C, <laughs> right? Abacadabra. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's what got me through Austin. That's like the uh, AK stuff, right? When we did the, uh, when you had the emotional stuff, yeah. yeah, it's always the first one. Yeah. It's always the first one. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Even 100%. if you second guess yourself, right? You go check again, but you're right. It's the... That's what, and what what happens? What I love is not to cut you off. That's good. The um, cut them off. <laughs> what happens when you do the, that? When you open the door to that with with someone, they especially when it resonates with them. So when you really trust what you're getting and you you bring it up in a way that they start to talk about it, wow, the door just opens. It's immensely. It's it's amazing what will start to come out, and that's where true healing happens because then now this person is understanding how that is pertaining to why they're there in the first place. And then it, everything comes together. So, right? may, so maybe uh, we could talk about just a little bit of the language, right? So trusting your intuition, yep. but then it's kind of, you know, it can be confusing about, we had this in our MBO program where someone said, well, I didn't, I wanted to go somewhere. I wanted to talk about something, but I didn't know how to do it. And then 
and then she did, and and there was like this disconnect, right? It's almost like you, you know, ripped the push bandaid back. off, and there was a pushback, right? So, um, how can you keep it? Uh, I guess this comes again. What we what we talk about a lot is just understanding what type of person, what type of learning learner that person is, what type of language they they use to to see the world, so that you can convey a message. But what are some entry points? Like, how would you? Well, a massive entry point is when <laughs> when you're working on structure yeah. or anything and the person starts to talk about exactly something something related to where you're working. Okay. Then you know like they're they're ready to to kind of approach that subject, right? So that's a very big uh uh signal that okay, let's try and tie this together, make them understand the relationship between the two so that they can uh understand that them uh, finding a solution for that will have an impact on them physically and uh, and liberating that energetic block that they're holding from whatever. So <clears throat> I think one is is that is like you guys said this is is paying attention to that Entry language points, that, yeah. that they're they're that they're giving to you. Uh, so obviously it could be with different things, right? You got a new patient. Maybe it's not something you approach on the first day, although <laughs> I've done that tons. But uh, I, say the same I think I think you, you know it. you have to be able to read that person that's in front of you, knowing like, well, <laughs> they're they're here for a reason. There and and the way they're talking to me, they understand that there's something behind this. Totally, and they're saying, oh, it's not going well with this, and it's not going well with that. They're not exactly talking about the pain in their body. They're talking about a lot of things in their life that's not going well. Then you know, okay, they kind of understand that that's having an impact on them. So why don't we tie it all together? I agree. I mean, certainly, like you said, it's not always the first day you want to have some sometimes a certain amount of rapport, right, with someone to really get that trust, if you will. And then look at their body too. Right? We're we're taught to treat kind of the structure, the container before the content. So yeah, if someone is moving and they've got some you know pretty good mobility within their body, you can probably pull it off. But if they're super stuck in yes. their SBS and they're super stuck in their pelvis and they're not moving, probably not your best kind of entry point, if you will. Get a few things to move better. Support the basic physiology. Totally. Yes. Typically then they will they will turn it to be better right afterwards. Mm. It's kind of what's funny when you get into this is probably why it's not always a great idea to treat your family, mm. right? Or 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 close friends, because you know, we've I've had that too, right? I'm treating people that I know well and it's like it's it's more difficult to to bring that up. I can I, sometimes depending on obviously your relationship for yep. sure, but that can be an issue, and that's why they say don't in our school thing usually right to be careful when you treat your family because you're not always getting to the root cause and you're not really necessarily doing them a favor that way, right? You're better off you know, referring them to one of your colleagues or your that really knows you know that you trust and know because yep. they can do better that way. Mm. Well, it's your lineage too, right? So there's such an impact. Uh, on us personally too, right? So it's yeah. like we're hmm. interfering with something that's part of us. I like so, to think uh, of 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 um, of trusting your intuition, like as in, like to, for layman's terms, it's trusting your gut. It's your gut feeling, which mm -hmm. we've had all of this stuff way before we got involved in osteo, right? Like that <clears> gut feeling. Like you know, I remember as a kid saying, "Ah, oh, you know, my friends, oh, you should go out. We're gonna go to, we're going out to this you know, town an hour away for this party and cow tipping." Cow tipping, exactly. And yeah. I was like, ah, I don't know, I'd like to go, but I had this feeling, I was like, I just, yeah. I'm out all the time. I, I don't think I should go to Something bad is going to gonna happen. Yeah, honestly, I, I, I was weird. I, I had that conversation with a good buddy of mine saying, I'm not going to go. And he's like, no, oh, you should go. I said, honestly, I just have this feeling if I go, like, it's just, it's not going to be good. You go. It's good. If, I, if I'm not there in yeah. my head, everything <clears> looks good. But I, 
I just, it didn't resonate with me. He goes, don't say that. Why would you say that before? I, yeah. I don't want to have that on me. And he ended up going, they had a good night, but I had this, this internal pull that I shouldn't be there tonight. And it's uh, it's funny. That's your gut feel. And that's, that's your intuition, right? That's your, the universe or something telling you that mm, maybe yep. not in your best interest to be there at, on that occasion, you know? So for, sure. for people who struggle to, you know, intuition, oh, well, I want to be, you know, stuck in the, in the, in the left brain where you're test, 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 that's fine. But you know, I remember going to school and the, and the, and the instructors, the professors that I looked up to the most were the ones that could just get to where they needed to get to. And I was like, how did they get there? They're not hmm. testing anything, but they were, yeah. they were really in, in tune and, and listening and, and mm. receiving information that as a student, we weren't there. So we can all get there. It's yeah. just that you have to practice it. If you never try to implement that in your practice and don't come in prepared and don't come in centered and, and don't try to walk that path, it's much more difficult. Yeah. And, so, you're saying uh, centered, like you, that's really good. And one thing I think about trust your gut is uh, is the heart open or heart closed, right? right? So if they if it's not just the gut feeling, it's it's the it's literally that yeah that closing or opening that we've all experienced, um, you know, and it happens you know it happens quite frequently in the span of a day, right? You can feel you know certain interaction you have where ooh, you you know you kind of shield yourself or protect the heart and. And other ones where you actually open it yeah. and you feel when you're open, you're in tune, right? You're connected. So that's a really good one to tap into. Why don't we expand a little bit on uh, what we said or what you said, Sean, about the, uh, and Jason was saying uh, about, uh, you know, the intuitive process, uh, the, uh, what, what the person being ready. Uh, so the preparation of the person uh, to be in a more balanced state, uh, to Sorry, have more of, of, the, of us, that's yes. what I mean. Okay, sure. No, 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 no. Not not of us personally. Obviously, that's a must. Yeah. But I mean, the client, in sure. order to the responsiveness of that, that's a great point. Uh, the so where are they at uh, in their state of being? Um, where would they need to be to be able to be able to handle that? So number one, like we've always said, you know, like even in the Sutherland questions that we've covered in mm -hmm. the last week's podcast, or uh, so it's important to ask, you know, like wh where they're at, what, what does the body need now? Where, what is the state it's in? Mm. What does it need? And what can I do to help that? Mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes it isn't the time to interject with something that perhaps, so that's on our part. I want to hear your guys' as opinion the therapist, on that. Right? As a therapist, to guide right? or to make to be, a judgment. Well, not only a judgment. I well, it is a judgment in one sense because it's a judgment between do I go with my ego yes. being, oh, I got this information, I got to tell this person because that's cool, or really respecting that person on the table and knowing full well that I cannot divulge this yet. Let's save that for when the body's ready, when the mind is more ready to uh, integrate that. Mm -hmm. So if you guys had experience with that, where <clears throat> you've, you've felt where maybe, I know I've done it for sure in the past, uh, earlier on where, you know, you maybe give a little bit too much to that person and then, then it, it has the, the opposite effect of helping them. Right. Yeah, for maybe sure. It creates a little bit more stress on them and panic, stress, yeah. Yeah, worry, so anxiety. You, yeah. you guys have, uh, had any experience with, 
yeah. with that whole like setting the stage of that and knowing when they're ready. Yeah, I think again we said it comes back to the basics, right? So trusting, you know, kind of working within the framework that osteopathy gave us, right? Really kind of uh, sticking to the basics, the foundational principles, uh, addressing that, looking at certain basics lifestyle because. You know, we all know that if most people took care of that, a lot of this stuff would kind of clear up on its own. Um, but then, yeah, once, I guess once you've addressed that and someone is perhaps uh, in a better or a more resilient state, maybe, then Big you word. can then you can really kind of dive deep into some of the, uh, like I say, the sandbags, right? Where you, where you, you know, see what is actually holding them down and, and really progressing, yeah. right? So that's um, a good point because it, it, they need to have the, res I like the word you used, the yeah. resiliency in order to go into something yeah. to be able to let it go, right? Cause it's not easy, right? If they yeah. don't have that buffer, that capacity, yeah. then, then quite often they'll bury it just because they can't deal with it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, they'll feel it, right? It's, it's, it's that uncomfortable feeling that then just kind of makes them, like you say, hide from it. I, yeah. I, I just finished The Untethered Soul. It's a great book to read, but it talks about this. I mean, this is ancient wisdom, right? Um, and they, they talk about that. They say, you know, unless you're able to actually feel whatever that, you know, the trigger, whatever brings it up in you, and then just sit and be the observer yeah. and kind of let it, let it bubble and boil over or whatever whatever analogy you want to use but just sit and watch the ridiculousness of it all what do you do is you actually you actually create levels on levels right so if you're not ready and you're not willing to actually go there then or aware of what you're looking at you then create you know they say the worst thing is like an old kind of trigger that then you layer all sorts of neuroses on top right and and he he describes it as a, a cage, so you don't want to, you know, you have a thorn in your side, and instead of taking the thorn out, which is painful to do, you change your life so that you never have to touch that thorn. Mm. So you change the way you interact with people. Ah, uh, Kev, you're on my left side. Well, guess what? Now, uh, I you know I don't want to risk touching that thorn, so I'm going to make sure you're always on my right side. Mm. So you start to change your world around this potential trigger instead yeah. of actually just feeling and letting the trigger go um and it's yeah and it's not easy for people right and that's why again it becomes <laughs> it, it, it becomes, oh it's my disc bulge that i had in 1981 yeah it's my it's my, my bulge it's yeah. probably not your bulge right? anymore but yeah. Yeah. but you know you can move on a bit yeah <laughs> but you're right and, and we know we see as therapists we see this physically right people will change the way they live life in order to never address because it's painful to look at things. Yeah. It's painful to let things go. It's painful to work through things. Like you say, it takes work. It takes hard work. It takes effort. Um, so sometimes you're right. Sometimes people don't have the resiliency to do it. Or they identify around them. Yes, or it becomes an identity, identity right? So like yeah. you say, that's the thorn, right? My, I identify with my thorn, and I'm going to change my entire world so that I really never have to ruffle the feathers of the thorn, right? Yeah. Instead of just taking the thorn out. Well, I'm going to chime in too. So you yeah. said that, you, what do you see your clients? So I find that when they're not ready, one of the things I'll see clinically is like, you know, if my ego takes over and I'm trying to, to work on something is that that's when you'll struggle to, to, you're in that balance point, but you can never get it to go still. It's like they keep evading oh. or, <clears throat> or they, they shift a bit every time you're trying to kind of get down and it's starting to settle and there's a shift and oh. a shift. 
And that's for me, that's a, a big telltale sign saying, well, I got to pull back. That's they're not, enough. They're not yeah. ready for that. Um, so that's, if I can identify that, then that's what would happen in practice. Mm-hmm. Outside of that is when they come back and they have like a rebound effect where, you know, you're on sure. something too early and they're not, and they're not ready for it. It's you worse, haven't prepared the structure up. or whatever. And they're worse. You get the call the next yeah. day saying, I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. I like felt like I you know, got hit by a truck. Like we've all heard this over the years, right? They got hit by a truck and then you have to counsel them saying, you know, in the next you know, 48 to 72 hours, work on this, it should subside, which it will. Mm-hmm. But that's because you're kind of, yeah, <clears throat> you're, they're not ready for the intervention that was there. And it's funny because yeah. we always used to think early on in our career, like, oh, that's something structural you did. You did a big correction. They weren't ready. But as we dive into deeper things, you realize it's not just that, right? It's anything you get into, emotion, all that stuff that it's, they're not quite ready. They bounce, they pull back, and they have this kind of massive flare-up afterwards. And, and then you know that, you know, yeah. that's your... But that's a good thing for us too, right? That's a learning process for us. We now know that maybe more effective communication around it, expectations, why we're getting on certain things is is to their benefit. So those are the two things that stuck out for me on that. I, I agree with you too. And I think sometimes when you there are those effects that, that can turn into a positive as well because it's sure. people understanding that, you know, this is something you've been holding on to for a long time. There's bound to be this uh, sensation that you would feel because that's something you never experienced. Hence the locking in the body. Hence the thorn in your arm. Yes. So, so the the mere fact of having that uh, calmness in that situation to explain it properly can turn into a really good turning point. Quite often with someone, right? One hundred percent. So yeah, that was great. Oh, there was another point I totally forgot Hmm. that you said that was good. Um, Well, maybe uh, when you're saying when you get on. So yeah. To come back to this, because this is a good point, is when you do have that, that's a great point on you're on a structure, uh, you feel like, oh yeah, there's some resistance there and it's not letting me... It's not letting it, it's not releasing the way it should yeah. be. So like Sean said before, then that's where, you know, we have to create more resiliency in the body in order to be able to to have enough reserve to create a balance point for that, right? Mm-hmm. So that's when we would go to all the techniques we know on how to... Uh, bring a person back, uh, what we always say, putting them back in the driver's seat, you know, like the <laughs> frontal, frontal. frontal heart uh, technique mm. to too many. There's so many, right? Depending on what the person requires, but then boosting that uh, vitality in the person to uh, be able to have that entry point potentially in the near future, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So then that, in, in essence, too, can prep the person on a subconscious level for them to deal with something that perhaps you want to, discuss at some point yep so that was a great point i like that all right uh, just a quick before we wrap up here yeah what's the best way to center yourself uh in between patients so that you can walk into the room and actually access it all trust your intuition what do you what do you suggest uh well listen i think this is pretty individual for for yeah. everyone right but so, what can what can you give right now well a lot of listeners? a lot of things are are uh, one i think is having a uh, a daily practice okay so whatever that is for like you, like mindfulness practice, being it present. could be anything from uh, yoga to breathing to meditation to writing to uh, preparation for your day. Whatever it takes for you to uh, put you in a state where you're going to come in and you can be present for that patient. Offload like the like static. Offload yeah. the static. So, yeah. So whatever it is for you that you know, there could be so many things. Right. Two clients. I wash hands, drink water couple deep breaths. Mm. That's what I try to do between yeah. every yeah. person. Just something simple. But I do it. Sometimes I see you crying in there. A couple tears shed. Yeah. 
But I think that's just it's something simple. It doesn't take a lot of time because you tend to have a ritual one back in to back, between. But it's it. something I do every single time. Yeah. So it's part of that routine. It's like, like if Sage I don't burning. do it, you feel like you're not like back to the starting point. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like taking a golf shot. Yeah. Stand behind the ball, visualize the path, step up to the ball. Like there's a certain routine to get into, and and I think it's just um, I think it just helps kind of go in fresh look, fresh ears, fresh eyes. Yeah. That's what I try to do. I say awesome. g- getting out of your head, right? Just just remember why you're doing what you love to do mm-hmm. and you're there to help people. So just, just remembering that when you walk in and, and really taking, you know, like we we're in this to help people. So, um, remember why you chose this profession and just, just, yeah, caring for the individual in front of you and really, really being there for them and creating a space where they can heal and be healthy. Right. Cool. Awesome. Beauty. All right, everyone. All right. Um, so thanks again for joining us for our special first yeah. uh, video appearance. Uh, We're all so, looking down here. So hopefully, it, I know we don't. We <laughs> hopefully don't, it worked. We'll figure this out. So uh, a few things. If you're on, if you're listening to oh, us on on, uh, got to keep looking the at cameras it. up here. But it's all right. We're good. Uh, if you're listening to us, <laughs> let's on, start again <laughs> on uh, on Just the podcast. Uh, yeah, you know. We'd appreciate a nice review, uh, Osteo Connection, uh, and on YouTube, I believe we're Osteo Connection. So if you want to see more of this stuff, um, hit the like. I, I think it's you're supposed to hit the like button and or subscribe, no, subscribe and or notifications on YouTube. So uh, either way, you'll you know we're going to be here each week. Yeah. We look forward to bringing this content to you. Uh, Any content you guys want to hear, please send it to yeah. us. We we love hearing your guys' ideas. So actually, uh, in the comments below, yeah. if you're watching this on YouTube, in the comments below, what do you guys do to get centered? What do you guys do to practice uh, being in touch with your intuition, trusting it? Uh, let us know. We'd love to hear about that in the comments below. Um, and we will see you next week. Awesome. Right? Check us out, Osteo Connection uh, Osteo, Podcast, OsteoMentorship.com. If you're interested about our MBO program, all the information's there. We got a great program. We'd love to help you in any way we can. And we will see you next week. Take care, everybody. Bye, everyone. Peace. Thanks for checking out this episode. We hope you learned something or not. And if you haven't already, subscribe here to the Osteo Connection wherever you're listening. And hey, it would mean the world to us if you would rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. And if you're still listening at this point, thanks, Mom. And if you're offended how much we've made fun of Jason, tune in next week. And be sure to share with a friend.